0: Welcome to the Jumping Through Hoops podcast series. I'm Hannah Charlotte. I'm a multidimensional entrepreneur, marketing, media, and mindset wizard, and mum of three. And I have set this podcast up in order to serve and support you in your journey of entrepreneurship. Enjoy. Hi everyone. So welcome back to the Jumping Through Hoops podcast series. Now, if you're new to the podcast, then my name is Hannah Charlotte and I am a multi-dimensional entrepreneur and I am based in the UK, but I work with clients worldwide. And today, um, this is episode 52, today I am doing a solo cast, um, which I'm quite excited about because I haven't done one of these for a while. And I actually thought today... I would just talk a little bit about my story and my journey starting from some of my earlier days should I say um, before I ever really got into becoming a business owner um, before I started out on this journey because it is all relevant it's all my story and it all kind of fits into part of the jigsaw puzzle that has led me to to, to today. So um, welcome if you are listening and this is also available on YouTube so you might be watching from YouTube or you might be listening on iTunes or any other listening platform. So I'm going to rewind back to 2001-2002 when I left school. I was uh, 16 years old when I left school here in the UK. You could, well I think you still can, you can leave school at 16 you can go and get a job or you can go to college. Um, I, I basically, I left school and um, I did enroll at college for a short while, but I actually ran away to Spain. I say ran away. I mean, my parents did know about it. <laughs> so I mean, saying run, I, I didn't run away, but um, I left at the age of 16, 17 to live in Spain. Now. I was going to do my A-levels at college, um, and I actually had planned to go to dance school and um, become a dancer. However, I had met uh, a Spanish man who was my first long long-term, long-term boyfriend, actually. Um, I met him on a holiday. He was a holiday romance, which actually became a relationship for the next sort of three, four years. I think I was with him. And I just, I was a rebel. Okay. I'd had, uh, I'd say issues. I mean, I I hadn't had any more issues than the regular teenage girl to be fair, but I always knew that I was slightly different. Um, I don't want to go as far as saying I was the black sheep because I wasn't the black sheep. I was just different. And I'd known from a very young age that life is there to be lived and I was gonna, I was gonna live it, and nobody at all was gonna tell me that I couldn't. So, you know, I did rebel, and I think my parents found me quite hard work. Um, we had quite a strained relationship, I suppose, when I was younger, and I just wanted to get away. Um, I'd been through some heartbreaks at quite a young age, um, and I just, I just wanted to get away. So I'd met this man, Juan, his name was Juan. Um, I'd met him on holiday when I'd left school in 2001. I met him on a summer holiday and um, it was a two week romance and we stayed in touch. And it was in the September of 2001 that I flew over to see Juan in Spain. Uh, he lived in a place called Mercia, which is on the the east coast of Spain. So it's uh, near Alicante, uh, between Alicante and Almeria. And I actually was studying Spanish at school and I, I actually wanted to learn to speak Spanish fluently. I'd always dreamed of living in Spain. I think, depending what your beliefs are around past lives and so on, I believe that in my past life, I I lived in Spain. Um you know, it just feels like home to me. I just wanted to go there and I was going to do anything I could to get there. And Juan was my ticket to Spain. <laughs> so anyway, went to visit him in the September and then again in the December. And then the next year he came over to visit me. And then that was it. I was I packed my bags and I was off. I dropped out of the college courses that I'd enrolled on and I was going to go to Spain I didn't really know what I was going to do um, I had found a language course actually that I had enrolled on and I'd saved up during the previous summer to pay for the language course and accommodation for six months to live there and yeah so when I arrived <laughs> arrived in Spain ready to do this language course and this was an Anacante and uh, Juan the boyfriend that I had uh, be quite interesting if he's listening to this actually hello <laughs> Um, he lived about an hour and a half away. So I was going to be living on my own. Now, at the time, I was 17 years old. Now, I had to lie to get onto this course. And apologies if my parents are listening to this, because they probably don't know this, but you had to be 18 to enroll on the language course. Um, Of course, I was 17. And I had managed to, when doing my application, obviously, to change my date of birth, to make it out that I was a year older than I actually was. And luckily, they never actually checked any of my documents, my passport or anything like that. Um, I guess they probably just didn't assume that a 17-year-old girl would be moving (laughs) and living in a foreign country on her own. So anyway, enrolled on the language course, arrived, and I was going to be sharing an apartment with uh, four other people. They were Swedish students, really lovely people, actually. But the minute I got there... Juan had dropped me off he had to go back to his house which was an hour and a half away he lived with his parents he had a job he had to go to work so after he picked me up and you know we'd spent some time together I was left there in this apartment with these strange lovely people um and it kind of dawned on me that okay I've gotta stand on my own two feet now I mean I, I had limited money to live on But it was only me that i had to feed um but it was the start of a huge adventure and one that i now look back on with just such fond memories it was probably what i i mean i didn't go to university but probably what i can compare what other people would compare to their uni days yeah when you first start uni, you arrive at uni, you're meeting new people, it's all new, it's all fun, you know, That that's kind of what this was for me. This was like my uni experience, I suppose, but in Spain, away from anyone else that I knew, just just one, my Spanish boyfriend. Um, anyway, so I'm not going to go on too much about everything. I just want to really talk to you about some of the lessons that it taught me and how I believe that it set the foundations of my whole journey now, Of an entrepreneurship, okay? Because what that gave me was resilience. I had to learn to become very resilient. I had to learn to become very independent. And I had to learn how to stand on my own two feet, to budget money, so many things. And I was in a foreign country where actually they didn't speak a lot of English. boyfriend i had at the time his him and his family didn't speak hardly a word of english so i was just thrown into this other culture uh, having to speak as much as i could you know make my way through using sign language and so on to communicate um and but it, it was the most amazing experience of my life and i am so pleased that i did it now <laughs> you know, was I scared when I did it? Yes, I was. And I don't recommend lying, guys. Okay. When I look back now, I mean, I don't regret it for a minute because if if I'd have told the truth about my age, then I wouldn't have had that experience, would I? <laughs> However, it did come back on me a little while later, the whole line about my age, because one the boyfriend I had at the time, also thought I was a year older than I was. So actually. That came back to bite me a few years later. Uh, so when I was celebrating my 18th birthday in Spain, um, for most people, that would be an amazing celebration. Yeah. He obviously thought it was my 19th birthday. So it wasn't really a big celebration. And I was having to hide all my 18th birthday cards. <laughs> as They were being sent to me in the post. I was having to hide them. And obviously I had this cake as well. I had 19 candles on my cake and I was flipping 18, not 19. Um, so it did kind of come back to bite me. However, I don't regret it because I wouldn't have had that experience had I been completely honest I would probably be doing something else completely different with my life now, maybe I would have become a dancer, maybe I would have gone to dance college, I don't know. But I just knew what I wanted at that age you know I mean thinking back you know at the age of of 17, 16, 17 we're very naive you know we still we think we know everything don't we, we really do but we don't, we're kids still really, um, and we're still very, very immature. But that year that I spent in Spain taught me so much about life. I think I probably grew up by about five years. I matured by around five years, I would say on average during my time there. Um, As I say, I had to learn how to budget, how to live on my own, how to be independent, become resilient but it was an amazing experience. So I, if you're young, if you're 16, 17, listening to this and you think you know, you're gonna run away, you're gonna tell a little lie then, I mean, I don't advise that you do exactly that. <laughs> However, if you want something, if you want something bad enough, okay, then pursue it by all means, pursue it with everything that you have, okay? Um, as I say, I believe that that experience set me up on my journey to entrepreneurship. So I'm just gonna tell you a little bit about during my time there. So I had enrolled onto this language course, but um, I didn't actually turn up most days. Um, I actually spent most of my time an hour, an hour and a half away with Juan's family. And they were a lovely traditional Spanish family. And I actually learned a lot more Spanish being around them than I believe I would have learned on the language course. I did turn up now and again on my course probably like once a week. Um, But living in that apartment in Alicante with lots of students actually was not. A very pleasant experience. It was quite a dingy apartment. There was cockroaches everywhere. I remember I woke up one morning and I had a cockroach on the end of my bed. And I think that that was the point. I was like, I can't stay here. <laughs> so Juan's family actually kindly took me in. Um, he had the most amazing family. They were lovely, lovely people. And so they took me in and I got the train once a week to turn up to my language course, even though I was supposed to go every day. However, instead I... I learned how to cook um, from his family. They taught me how to speak, how to uh, cook lots of lovely, amazingly tasty Spanish dishes. I'm now a pro at making a Spanish omelet guys, (laughs) thanks to uh, Juan's mum. And you know, I learned an awful lot of life skills to be quite honest. And they lived in in a hotel actually they worked in a hotel and they also lived on the side of a hotel so we lived there for a little while and then actually during my time there they then moved to a place out in the countryside and I just was immersed into the whole culture the Spanish culture. I learned so so much and I am extremely grateful for all of those experiences that I actually got to experience. So I learned how to cook, and Juan's mum was actually a cleaner in the hotel that they worked in. So I would actually go to work with her, and I would clean hotel rooms. So I kind of did kind of have to work for my keep, and I paid them a little bit of money for food and so on. Um, but I believe I learnt a lot more through that experience than I actually would have done on the language course. That's not to say my advice would be if you <laughs> pay to do a course that you don't turn up because that's that's not good advice, guys. But it was just what I did. I was a young, naive teenager, but those experiences really did set me up for life, I believe. Um, so I'm very, very thankful for all of those experiences. And, you know, it was it was such fun. And I can now make an amazing Spanish omelette. anyway I kind of just wanted to really just talk to you a little bit about that story because as I say I'll say it again I believe it really was key in my whole journey now Um, having to go to sort of work even though I wasn't getting paid for it as such I was going to work in the hotel cleaning rooms Um, I was having to cook clean the house Uh, I was working really I suppose and the, you know I'd already had a job the year before before I moved to Spain I was working in a clothes shop actually and that's how I saved the money to move to Spain in the first place so I had worked before but it just set me up with so much experience work experience and life experience and as I say I I kind of felt at home there and I always say to myself now in fact it's on my vision board but one day quite soon one day i will return to spain maybe to live full-time maybe to live part-time i'm not sure yet obviously i've got three children and you know we've got to see how that will fit into their lives as well but i definitely want my children to experience some of that as well there's a whole big wide world out there to explore and learn about and i definitely want my children to experience what i did um and i what I would also say is, is what I did back then at the age of 16, 17 is I broke the status quo. I remember when I told my friends that I was go I was off. I booked my ticket and I was off. They were like gobsmacked. They're like, what, you can't do that. <laughs> what, what are you gonna do about college? What, you're not gonna, you're gonna leave with no qualifications? What are you gonna do? What, what are you going to do with your life? What happens if you don't go to university? And actually I didn't care. I didn't care about any of that because I just knew that that was not for me, that I was different. You know, we're all different. We've all got our purpose in this life. And that was definitely not my purpose. That's a purpose for a lot of people, but it wasn't for me. And I definitely, um, it definitely broke the status quo. Um, I remember my parents were not happy about it a lot of my family members frowned upon it you know I it was met with a lot of disapproval what why are you letting her do that what what's she going to do with her life you know I just remember the disappointment that people felt I'd I'd gone to I'd been privately educated throughout my my life from the age of four until I was 16 um and I think people were disappointed in me they thought that I was making a mess of my life but I hope now that I've proved them all wrong. Um, Anyway, so I learned how to speak Spanish fluently by living there and obviously being immersed in the culture and living with this lovely family. And I came back a year year later at the age of 18, not 19, (laughs) Um, at the age of 18, and I got my first full-time job as an air hostess with a local airline, which was a UK airline. And I stayed in that job for... think it was four years. Um, But actually, I I look back now, and I can piece all the pieces of the jigsaw together, because because I could speak fluent Spanish, and because I'd spent that time in another country and another culture, when I came back to the UK at 18, and I applied for that job with the airline, it stood out straight away on my CV that I could speak another foreign language, because not many people could, especially at 18, you know, there's not many people that can speak, unless obviously you've got bilingual parents and so on. Um, and that set me apart from all the competition. So I got the job. So that for me trumped any qualification. Okay. And I think that's another lesson that I can now, and a bit of advice that I can pass on to you if you're listening to this. I think experience does trump any qualification. It really does. That's not to say for everything, it really does depend what you want to do with your life, what your purpose, your sole purpose is. But, you know, being able to go and live in another country, experience another way of living and being able to pick up another language is so much more value, I believe, than any qualification, you know, and it was for me, as I say. I then went to work for that airline I stayed there for four years, and because then I could, I I spoke Spanish, um, I then applied for another airline, because I wanted to then go and work long haul, and that airline was Japan Airlines, and you had to be able to speak another language for that. Actually, no, you didn't have to be able to speak one, but if you did, then again, it would set you apart from the competition, because I remember when I went for the interview, they asked what languages I could speak, and I said I speak fluent Spanish, um, and then I got called back for another interview. And they did language tests with me and everything and i got the job and that was one of the hardest airlines to actually get a job with at the time um so you know can you see how all, i can certainly see how all the pieces of the jigsaw fit together so then i got the job there with japan airlines and they taught me japanese so i then got to learn another language i got to spend three months out in japan and i got to fly to japan on a weekly basis and then immersed myself in the Japanese culture. And I learned so much, absolutely. And I got to spend time in India as well. Um, I learned so, so much during that time. And then uh, in 2010, when the recession hit, that's when I, I lost my job with the airline because all the airlines were making redundancies. And that's when I was forced to then um, pivot and think, what the next chapter of my life would be which was to set up my own business and i'm going to save that story for another day because really i just wanted to come on to talk to you about my background um, from some of my earliest memories and how i i suppose i became independent and resilient and i believe it was from buckling the trend and <laughs> so to speak breaking the status quo breaking the mold being the black sheep whatever you want to call it um it did me well, (laughs) all of it did. And so if you feel like at the moment that you are in a situation where, you know, you're perhaps making trying to make a decision about the next stage of your life, but you don't want to disappoint people. You don't want to break the status quo. um, What I would say to you is, you know, your soul's calling, you know, your purpose deep down in your heart. So whatever you do, always follow it. It doesn't matter what people think, okay? And sometimes I have to remind myself of that because even now, you know, I'm still going through lots of things, lots of challenges. We all do in life. Life will never stop being a challenge. And I have to keep reminding myself of how far I've come, where I came from, what I've actually achieved already and what I've done and how actually I've never really cared what people have thought about me. And so you shouldn't either. Okay. And I know very well that that's easier said than done, but I'm just going to read you a little quote here that I wrote down. Cause I really like this. Okay. <laughs> if you're not upsetting anyone, you're not changing the status quo. <laughs> and that's not to say we should intentionally upset people, but we should challenge the status quo. Okay. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. And actually, if you're listening to this and you feel like you've got a real soul's calling and a mission and you've got a message to spread, then you're here to change the world. OK, yeah, we can't all change the world individually, but we can all do our part in changing the world to make it a better place. Yeah. And and passing that on to the next generation so that then they can pass that on to the next generation and so on. OK, we have to do our part. Um, And I also got this quote here about resilience just to end this podcast episode on when we learn how to become resilient we learn how to embrace the beautifully broad spectrum of the human experience and that's what it's all about isn't it we're all here having a human experience and you know life's short so don't waste it okay again I'll just remind you if you feel pulled to be doing something right now if you feel like you've got a You know your soul's being called to do something and you're scared of what people are thinking and you're scared of how you're going to be judged just remember my little story about spain when i (laughs) left and how everyone was so disappointed in me and they didn't think i'd ever amount to anything well you know look at me now 20 years on and that's not a brag you know that's really not it's just just proof, really that actually to always go with your heart okay (laughs) So I'm going to leave this episode here. Um, Before I wrap up, I just want to tell you a little bit about my eight week signature group coaching program. That's a mouthful. Um, it's called Ignite and it's an eight week small group coaching program for entrepreneurs and budding entrepreneurs. So if you're you've not got business yet, you can also still join me. OK, um, during the eight weeks, we work on really delving deep into your mindset Okay, to clear out any limiting beliefs that may be holding you back from your success, the success that you rightfully deserve. OK, we'll be looking at any money blocks, anything around that. Um, And we'll we'll be delving deep into that. It's some really deep work. okay? and you will come out the other side a completely different person. Uh, I can promise you that. Then we'll be looking at everything, including your social media bios, your content, your messaging, your branding. Absolutely everything. We'll be doing a website audit as well. And I'll be teaching you how to be more visible and to show up and be more confident doing videos, for example, on social media and how to speak to your soulmate client. Above all, how to speak to your soulmate client, because basically, um, you know, if you've got business, the whole point is you want to make money from the business, but you want to be drawing in those ideal clients to you. Yeah. So, I'll be working on that. And then uh, we will be pitching to the media. So, you will be getting really clear on your story. Okay. Notice that I've told you a bit of a story today about me and my background. I will be helping you discover your story because you all have a story. Everyone has a book within them. So, during those eight weeks, we'll be looking deep into your story. I'll be getting you to write your life out in chapters okay we're not writing a whole book but just in small chunks you'll be writing it in chapters and you'll be seeing I'll be teaching you how you can use your story to sell and to market you and your business so if you're interested in joining me on the next eight week program which begins mid-January then you can email me at info at jumping through hoops with or you can visit my website which is jumping through hoops with i'm over on instagram at i am hannah charlotte so just send me a dm um, I'm, on, I'm also on facebook as well and you can join my free facebook group which is jumping through hoops marketing and mindset mastery So um, send me a DM if you're interested and I'll pop it in the show notes as well. Okay, I will speak to you all on the next podcast series, guys. Take care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me today. I do hope my information has been useful in some way. Now, if you have enjoyed listening, then I would really appreciate if you leave me a review over on iTunes or any other platform that you are listening from. Thank you.